Welcome back, everyone, to another Plate Stack Chat Live. Uh, as always, I'm Jason, joined by Sam LaRoche and Tom Forder. Uh, Sam, Tom, how are you guys doing? Doing great, thank you. Yeah, hanging in there. So Sam's chosen to go finger guns, which is great yeah. for the people watching. The majority of people that still listen to it as a podcast, by the way, Sam did finger guns. Guys, the Open is fast approaching. As of today, we are all officially signed up, and I even convinced my wife to sign up. So this is her first year doing it, despite doing CrossFit as long as me. But um, there was more pressure because she was on my team as part of the kind of bath free teams that we're doing to get points. So, you know, this time I couldn't let it go. <laughs> she had to join. Um, now, when it comes to the Open, I don't know about you, but there are a handful of names that spring to mind when I'm looking for help during the Open. And today we have two of them with us. Uh, so if I want to think about a strategy to attack a workout or to master maybe that movement that I hadn't quite got down over the last couple of years, but I need it now for an open workout, well, I'm going to WOD prep. I'm going to Ben. So I'm very happy that we have Ben Jowalski with us from WOD prep. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well. And I mean, I'm going to give you a solid C plus on the pronunciation, which is good. That's passing. That's That's better than some of the grades I got in school. I'm doing well. Uh, was that the pronunciation of WOD prep? Or oh, name? you nailed it. Yeah, WOD prep totally nailed it. <laughs> now, another name that always springs up is, you know, if, if Ben is helping me get points in the open or do a few extra reps, uh, the person that's helping me not lose points or get a few extra no reps is obviously the main man himself, Adrian Bosman. Now that he's a friend of ours, we can call him Boz. Boz, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Friend to all, I would like to think. Uh, so yeah, good to be here. Friend to all. I see a lot of people are updating their Instagram bio right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Friend I'm, of I'm a little, well, I'm just a little disappointed that I didn't get to be the finger guns. I had that one, you know, locked and loaded, but I uh, can't double up on something like that. So I'm yeah, sorry, double, I'm sorry, boss. It's okay. All right. We'll get you back on in the future and then we'll make sure you get the finger guns and then, yeah. And all is good. Guys, I suppose the first question I've got to launch out with, because it would be rude not to, is why should people do the Open? I mean, I get oh, it man. if they want to go to the games, but your average person like myself, or, or, you know, what's the, the, the kind of the go-to reason you'd give someone, this is why you should do the Open? Is that for me? It's for you or Ben. I mean, oh, okay. I don't really ben, care what Tom thinks. Yeah, uh, I mean, fundamentally, it's the easiest answer in the world because it's just fun. You get to do it with a bunch of people around the world. Everybody's doing this thing together. It's your opportunity to find a friend and talk smack with them. It's an opportunity to kind of take stock of what your training's been like, you know, good or bad. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just a blast to be a part of it. I, I think about it the same way as like a fun run. You know, in the United States, we have fun runs, 5Ks, 10Ks that usually they pop up around holidays, uh, particularly. And you think the same logic applies. You could be a pessimist or a cynic and say, well, I don't need to enter a race to go run 5K. I can just open up my front door and go do it. It's like, well, of course, sure. But being part of an event has a certain gravitas to it. That can't be denied. So at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's fun to get involved with other people doing it. And I am very much of the opinion that if that's not enough of a grab for you to do it, then don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's interesting because like 
we've been trying to to rally the troops at the local box so we've been like uh, every member of crossfit bath was assigned to a team then we have team captains and and vice captains and it's kind of their job to to get the people that are assigned to their team to sign up for the open to get involved and uh, that and i find a lot of people like oh it's, it's a lot of pressure it feels like you know oh, i'm a bit scared of it and the most of the time the the way to convince people to do it is that kind of don't it's it's not a competition for you like you don't worry if you're not thinking of going to the games it's not really a competition for you have fun with it you know like it, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're going to be 7000 no 70594 or 70597 like it, it's the same right don't worry about that just have well, fun with the workout i'll say that there's immense value especially as you get a little bit older in life you know i'm not old by any stretch but i'm certainly past the prime of my life where i would be competitive and more traditional athletics or whatever, um, even if I was a good athlete in the first place. But the point is that I think as you get later on in life, there are less and less opportunities for you to commit to something physical, have a time bound restriction on that, show up and do it. And there's so many intangible benefits that come from that, both psychologically and physically. So, you know, if that's something that appeals to you, that's great. Um, but I think that that's more of something that emerges once somebody has had the experience. You know, I find that anybody that's been through the open in the past, they can start to articulate some of those things because they've experienced it. What's a harder thing to convince people of is if they've never done it, why should they jump in in the first place? But, you know, again, I, I just come back to, hey, man, it's fun. It's a little bit of peer pressure in the most positive sense. All your friends are going to be doing yes. it. The whole gym is going to be rallied around you and it's going to be a blast. So just, and I, I tell everyone that. about open magic, like exactly what Boz is talking about. Oh, for about sure. Right now. It's like, yeah. um, actually, like I mentioned before the call, like I sent out an email to 90,000 people this morning trying to convince them that magic is real. And where you <laughs> find it is in the 2022 CrossFit Open. Uh, because I know every single one of us here on this, this panel has seen the transformation take place when um, I actually used an example. There was a, a guy who went to my box. I used to be a, a box owner um, back in Maryland. Uh, this was probably like seven, eight years ago. And this guy, Andrew, uh, that's all I'll just say his name's Andrew. He would always come to the gym and he was always kind of like a Debbie Downer on himself, but he would always show up. So I was trying to like boost his confidence. I was trying to get him fired up. And I remember the open came around and we had a gym full of beginners and I tried to get everyone rallied. I'm like, you guys got to do the open. And it's like, what's the point of the open? Well, it's a competition. And I eventually explained how like, yes, it does. It's the first qualifier for the CrossFit games, but it's also like a great way to test yourself and to test yourself against others. And it's just a great community thing. You know, I, I pulled out the whole toolkit and he's like, oh, so you want me to pay money? to show myself how bad I am at CrossFit? Like, no, thanks. That's exactly what the people at my gym say. Like, exactly what they say. So here's what I did. And I, obviously, I'm not, this isn't a scalable strategy. But for me, I was like, I know, because I at that point, I had done the Open several years. I was like, I know this kid is going to experience Open magic. I can feel it. So I paid out of my pocket, actually, and registered him uh, without him even knowing. Probably illegal. I don't know. Um, but I registered CrossFit HQ. So I, I paid, I like put his name in, I registered on his behalf, created an account for him and everything. And 
he, I knew he was coming to the, the Friday, you know, afternoon class and I knew we'd be running the open workout. So the open workout, um, I think it was 13.1. It had double unders in it. He had never done a double under no way that he was going to do double unders. Like he was just like, he hated them. Like he, you know, hated everything, but especially hated that one. <laughs> and he shows up and we had this, like we had the Friday night lights thing going. We had like a potluck afterwards. Like all the morning class people are there in the evening and the lunch class, like everyone was there. And all of a sudden three, two, one go, he's going to do the scale division. He picks up his rope and I just look at him like, Andrew, I want you to try double unders. And he's like, all right, I'm going to try it because everyone's there cheering him on. And he, he like does a couple singles and then boom, hits his first double under ever. And the, the whole gym erupted. He dropped the rope because he was like in shock. And uh, basically the moral of the story is that like his life changed that day. Like the amount of self-confidence that I saw from that kid moving forward. Uh, I know it seems crazy. One double under, right? He went on to be able to complete like multiple rounds. So he did, I think, 60 double unders in that workout. Um, and it just like it transformed his life just having that little bit of peer pressure. So that's a long story to say open magic is a real thing. And that's just one of thousands of examples that I've personally witnessed mm -hmm. of people just getting the first of something and then just surprising themselves with their abilities. So uh, highly recommend it for, for sure. Uh, I, I really, I, yeah, go on, boss. I couldn't agree more. And I, just one thing I want to add in there is, you know, okay. There's a lot of pessimists in the world. There's a lot of cynics in the world. Fine. That's their prerogative. You cannot defeat pessimism by saying, hey, I have an optimistic point of view. You should too. <laughs> so if you have people in the gym that say, why would, I, why would I pay money to show up and do a workout? You trying to convince them of like, well, it's really cool and this and that and the other. Like, that's just going to have combative tones written all over it. And so I find that the approach that is very disarming is exactly what I said earlier, where it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound appealing to you. Don't do it. I'm going to have a blast with it. And me and the other people that want to do it are going to have a, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, don't do it if you don't want to do it. And yeah. most of the time that gives people pause and they're like, well, wait a minute, there's no hard sell here. Like I don't have to do this thing. And then maybe they'll get a little bit more curious when they feel that it's not such a defensive end. Yeah. And oh, by sense, the way, I, you, yeah. you might even be doing the workout anyway. Like if you show up to class, yeah, you're going right. to do it anyway. So you might as well <laughs> register. You know, That's the thing yeah. I've been telling everyone is like, but are you coming on Friday? Because if you're coming on Friday, you're doing the workout. So like, yeah. And actually, if you do the workout and you just choose to scale it yourself, you're probably going to scale it somewhere in between scaled and RX. So you might actually have a better day on friday coming in and doing the scaled yeah. <laughs> version because it's yeah. going to be maybe nice for you or actually you might push yourself that little bit harder and hit the rx workout uh, and i you know I, I know there are certain weights i don't want to use unless <laughs> i have to for the open we've just lost bars everybody but i'm sure he'll be back don't worry yeah um, i want to i want to jump in on on the the, the kind of like the the open magic because I was talking to an affiliate owner earlier this week and they and I think especially when we talk about those that are already within our communities and they're like really why would I pay to do a workout and to be told how bad I am but I'm sure all of us on our phones or on our Instagram feeds or or can find quite easily a a video of that open magic yeah um, and if you show that video to someone who is not inducted into the community of CrossFit and they all go because we're, we're we're fortunate to be exposed to that week in week out, potentially day in day out. 
But if you show that op uh, uh, an example of open magic to someone outside of, um, and by open magic, you know, Ben, I'm sure you'll, you'll agree. I don't mean people going super fast and showing how fit they are. It's the camaraderie and the support. If you show someone to that who's never had that experience, they're probably their their mouth will open, their eyes will go wide, and they'll be like, "That is incredible! Yeah. What an amazing experience you have!" So I think if you're if you're already within the community but unsure, share that with someone that like show a video to someone, and they'll probably convince you themselves that yeah, I want to make sure I'm in that Friday night lights or that Saturday morning or Thursday night or whenever it might be. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you'll never experience such an energetic, like like local competitions and things like that are great. Going to the games is great, like watching all these competitions. But there's just something about the Open that it's just like everyone's in it. We're all on the same team. No one's rooting for anyone in particular. And like, man, the amount of uh, I mean, I know I've seen them seen the pictures uh, from CrossFit HQ. I know we have like literally probably thousands of pieces of content of people like getting their first fill in the blank pistol uh yeah. toes to bar bar muscle up ring muscle up double under right like just like hitting it hitting the rx weight of a barbell you know you just you see these things happen and then the entire gym just erupts and then this like phoenix emerges and they're just like i can do it uh, mm -hmm. it's it's truly magical but uh exactly what boss was saying earlier it's like don't be the affiliate owner for coaches and affiliate owners that are listening. Don't be the affiliate owner that tries to shove it down their members' throats because I don't think that's really effective. Yeah. More just Nobody like, likes that. Yeah. yeah, no one likes that. And it's your job to just create an environment that's like, hey, whoever's ready to have some really good times and have fun on Friday night or, or Saturday morning or wherever you, whenever you run it, whoever wants to have, have a really good time, like come join us and see what it's like. And then yep. that like well, natural so. progression will be like, I'm going to register. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you don't actually have to sign up until Monday, right? Yeah. So you could, you could turn that's up right. Friday, yeah. love it so much. And just be like, well, duh, I'll just sign up now. Where, where you know, like, where do I sign up? My, the guys well, at my gym on, me... think I'm at, go on. No, finish, finish. Sorry. get that little well, the, the guys at my gym think I get commission. Um, from CrossFit <laughs> for trying to get people to sign up. Like every class I'm in, like, hey, is everybody signed up for the Open? Like, I assume you all signed up. You know, I was the, like, what? I must have been one of the first people to sign up in the world. It literally dropped, I think, at midnight in America, which ended up, or 5 p.m. in America, which was like midnight here. And I like was straight on, signed up. And everyone was like, oh, you're so, you know, you're a bit of a try hard. I was like, no, man, I just love it. They're like, are you on commission? I'm like, no, I just love it. Like, I, I just, yeah. I couldn't be more of an evangelist for the open. Um, like my, <laughs> my, um, my gym, the, the, the guy, the, the guy who owns our affiliate, um, messaged me on, on, uh, on WhatsApp, and he said, like, have you got any like words for the judges? Because that, that's like another important part of the kind of thing the people who are judging, because they might have done the judges course, but they might have never ever judged before. Um, but I said, we want to make it, I said to him, like, we want to make it uh, as fun and challenges as possible, but the standard is the standard and we'll do nobody any favors by letting them off reps. Be encouraging, fair, and enjoy the biggest party in the world. Like, that's kind of like how I feel about Hell it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're not letting anyone off. You're, you're not helping anyone by letting them off their reps because actually that's, does it, it just sort of gets out of, uh, yeah, gets out of the kind of that's that's the whole point of the open you're testing yourself and if you're letting people off you could do that in any class anytime yeah um, absolutely <laughs> claire's, well, claire's, I, so claire, claire's a lady from our gym and she's 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 agreeing every class 
Um, I do this. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> uh, she's, in fact, she's one of the coaches from our gym. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Using her I son's account, back, we uh, should say. And, <laughs> yeah. And talk about one other um, aspect of the Open that I think is so fun, and that is the worldwide leaderboard. You know, mm. it is so cool to have your name up there. And, you know, people want to argue, oh, I'm, I'm excellent or I'm terrible or I'm somewhere in the middle or I don't even know where I stack up. That, that is not the point. The point is that wherever you are, there are thousands of other people that are in the same range as you. And it's super fun to take a look at that leaderboard and say, I always have these like secret open rivals, you know, I'll be <laughs> 80,000 in the world or whatever on, on the here, first man. workout. <laughs> but, but I'm like, oh, this dude from Siberia is just like a couple points ahead. I'm gunning for him on the next one. You know, I've never met this guy. I probably never will meet this guy. But for that couple of weeks, he's like my target. And I have this kind of fun mental competition with this guy from halfway around the world that is like right at my level. Um, as seen by our results being so similar in these workouts. And that's really fun. You know, it's, uh, it's a cool thing to, to feel that kind of connection, not just with the people in your box, but people around the world. It's, um, mm. yeah, it's great. It's great to be yeah. in that system, in my opinion. I, I love how much like fun is coming into every discussion we're having here. And I think for me personally, that's something I can get stuck inside my head. And sometimes like, you know, the uh, the countdown and, and the, the kind of fun aspect is lost. Um, I know actually, and a lot of people will disagree Dude, with me, it's last be. year, it's gotta be last fun. year, 2021, um, here in the UK, affiliates were still closed. And so to do the open last year took a lot of creativity. Yeah. I was very fortunate to have equipment that I could use, which I'm very grateful for. But actually, it's probably one of the most fun opens I've had because expectation was out the window. It was simply about trying safely to have fun with friends. You know, I was doing, uh, I did 21.1 in like a multi-story car park because it was dry. It was, had a flat surface yes. for wall walks and things like that. And um, so that's something it's great to hear, you know, all of us kind of, Sam, you've mentioned it, Boz and Ben, like, you know, it, fun has to be at the top. And I think that probably comes down to not how, like I say, I get stuck in my head. So kind of preparing correctly but equally kind of conducting yourself appropriately once three two one goes as well because uh um yeah that's that's something i gotta work hard on especially this year yeah well that rolls nicely and then to the next point so we've un i mean we've understood why we should do the open and probably the majority of the people listening or watching to this that you're you've signed up right all of you yes 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 good good if you haven't pause this go well, and sign I, up come <laughs> Well, I was looking, Ben, I was looking you up earlier. Have you signed up yet or did oh, I just throw I, your name Every on? single year, I wait until I've done okay. the first workout and then I sign up. It's just like, oh, okay. I'm a procrastinator by nature <laughs> because because pressure makes diamonds. I've been saying that since I've been procrastinating since high school. So I'll pressure be there. I'm ready. I'll register. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And we have like custom leaderboards and stuff like that. Like the, there's a podcast that I run called Scale and Bail. We're going to have a custom leaderboard for that. Wad Prep will have its own custom leader. So I, we're, I'm all in. But yeah, I'll be missing conspicuously until the end. I'm also <laughs> one of those sandbaggers that waits to put my score in as if it matters at all. Because it doesn't. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm getting worse and worse we every know, year. But I love You know it. this year is different, right? You know, oh, no, I'm going to put my score in immediately. So I'll be the highest I'll ever be. And then as other people put their scores in, yeah. I'll just start, start dropping. But for that moment well, and that screenshot, <laughs> I will be right near the top. What's different this year, Boz? In years past, uh, if you're doing the workouts at an affiliate, 
your scores are effectively blind until the affiliate manager validates them as that secondary step. That's not going to be the case this year. Uh We've been trying to get the word out about that. But the idea is that as soon as you submit your score, it's going to be up there. And if it's still pending, meaning it hasn't been validated, it'll display a little bit visually differently. Uh, And then if it's never validated, it'll roll off after the validation period ends. But we're going to give people that visibility up front. And that was actually feedback that we got from people in affiliates where they had affiliate managers like yourself that maybe had a proclivity for procrastination <laughs> and they effectively couldn't see their scores on the board uh, oh, yeah. until the competition had looked over um, because their affiliate manager took their time doing so. And so it's, it'll be more fun uh, for the average person to actually be yeah. able to see where they are on those leaderboard. Uh, and it's going to, and it's and, probably going to help CrossFit HQ not get as many, uh, uh, support ticket requests. Like, where's my score? You know? Cause I remember, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yep. 50 athletes like, Hey Ben, my, my score's not on the board. I'm like, I know I haven't validated yet. Calm down. We're going to do it in one week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Calm but, down. Yeah. Pressure creates the, diamonds. Come on. Yes. I, that's what I say. Pressure makes diamonds, baby. Uh, but no, that's awesome. That's a really, really cool new feature this year. I'm excited about that. I'm interested on what the yeah. visual might be, Boz. Is it like a, you know, like a thumbs up and a thumbs down? Like No, no, it'll be something way more. Uh, <laughs> no, it'll be pretty subtle. It'll be, you know, like the, the scores that are validated will be um, black text and the scores that are not yet validated will be gray text or something like that. The uh, designers are still finalizing what that's going to look like. But um, cool. yeah, just a little visual distinction between the two. Love it. So you you've got between now and the open to come up with an answer for someone when they come up to you at your like local affiliate and say, "Hey, what, how come your score is this color, and my score is that color? What what does that mean?" And then you've got to create some great story. Or oh, that's because they yeah maybe they thought your reps were dubious, so they've. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 how's, how did that? You're under review. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of obviously if we've signed up we want to attack the open in in the best way possible we want to have fun we've we've like definitely underlined that fact but you know i i guess the majority of of people that do crossfit are competitive even if it's just with themselves by nature right so they want they want to you know they want to do the open but they also want to get the best score they can right um so i'm imagining that you guys have some pretty either top tips or the important things you need to do before tackling an open workout um and seeing as we've got such great experts here today i thought we'd just steal some of your ideas um and then hopefully our listeners and more importantly ourselves <laughs> will get better scores this year so that would be nice yeah that's cool well, well, i think I'll, the hold first back, thing... I'll hold back my um sorry i'll just hold back on this obviously i was referring to me boz and ben i'll let you um i'll let you do your thing first and then you, know, you, you can have the last word. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as long as that's okay, you know, I don't want to. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, I think the most important thing to do is to just understand the workout itself. You know, every year we, we go through a lot of trouble to create these workout standards documents. They have all of the movement standards in them. They've got a scorecard. And shockingly few people choose to use that as a resource, which I think is a shame. And sometimes it comes around to bite people because they didn't take the time to actually read the movement standard and then it turns out that they didn't meet it because they didn't understand it so it starts with really simply with understand what is being asked of you and if you're just the average person that should be something that you can look to your coach or your affiliate owner to do they should take that responsibility if they're going to be promoting the open that should be part of their job is to really understand and take the time to read through those things 
so that they can give the best information to their athletes. So that, that to me is like the number one thing, mm -hmm. take the 10 minutes to just read the darn thing and understand it. It's, it's really not that complicated, but it's important to do. It's so funny you say that because that is it. pretty much every single open strategy video I've ever released. It's probably going on six or seven years now. We put them on YouTube and all over the place. The opener for every video is like, here's the workout and the workout kind of pops up. And then I'm like, please go to games.crossfit.com and download the movement standards. Because I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I still will like, yep. I make sure to highlight like specifics that are like, Ooh, this might catch you like in the video. Like don't I do love that. you for it. Oh man. Yeah. And it's still, of course, every, I'm sure everyone's like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not going to do that. And then they're just like, give me the good, give me the good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it yep. makes, it makes so much of a difference yeah. to actually go and watch because there's, I mean, especially um, recently, uh, I know like in the in the quarterfinals, right? It was like you had to have certain things a specific distance away from other pieces of equipment so that you couldn't like game the system and have everything stacked right next to each other. Yeah. Um, and it was just like simple things like that that I still saw like pretty high-level athletes just, nope, I don't care. I'm not going to read the rules. So this is one of the few instances where reading reading the instruction manual is very beneficial. And I think even yep, more so if it's a sure. movement that you are familiar with. Uh, I think last year, the one I kept seeing on <laughs> on Instagram's a dangerous place to be, but the, the one I kept seeing like people posting up <laughs> after the workout was um, the the dumbbell snatches. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was yep. it was written that both heads of the dumbbell needed to touch the <laughs> ground before each dumbbell snatch, right? And the number that you could see where they were just the, the top head hitting the floor and it shooting straight back up. And, and I was even seeing people like dead after they were like, oh, redid it. But yeah, I got, you know, five extra reps. And I was like, but did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you and know? the freehand, the freehand just pushing <laughs> yeah, off that, all, that other place. Place. Oh, man. Like, I see that freehand doing all kinds of assistance and that's not allowed. And yeah, I mean, that's a big one because a lot of people, they carry over the standards that, you know, whatever they do in the gym that they've set for themselves. Like for some people, when they do wall walks, it's like, oh yeah, I just like touch my chest to the wall and go back down. It's like, well, no, now we have this target for our hands and then we have to get our hands to the other target mm -hmm. before we can drop off the wall. And I know like for people who are actually holding the movement standards, like that was kind of tricky for a lot of people. So um, just carrying yep. over the way that you do it in class doesn't always mean that it's going to be a, a good rep come game time especially for dumbbell snatches probably one of the best uh examples of that because you got the the trailing arm pushing off the knee you got the the single head of the dumbbell rather than both heads yeah it was it was a bit tricky that was the interesting yeah, bit sure. i was in the gym i was in the gym the other day and um and the coach was saying um you know, it, it, someone asked, like, we were doing dumbbell snatch, and someone asked, like, what part of the dumbbell touches the floor? And I was like, well, both heads, right? And they were like, oh, no, one's one's fine. And then I was in the, like, doing the workout, and I was touching both heads on the floor. And they were like, oh, you're making it so much harder for yourself. I'm like, no, I'm making it easier for myself come the open, because I know that CrossFit aren't going to do it as a single head, or they're going to be very specific about, like, the front or the back head or both and it's more likely to be both than it is single i would i would imagine well and okay. i'll hit you guys with a little training philosophy here that uh certainly not an idea that i have originated i think i heard this first from uh Lou, the great louis simmons 
but he uh, talks all the time. He's like, why would you want your training to be easy or easier than you can be expected to compete? That doesn't make any sense. You want your training to be more difficult so that when you come to competition and the standard is something that's less than what you've been training, you're like, great, I have a leg up. This is awesome, you know, but it shouldn't be the other way around. And it, it, it baffles me why people are so interest, interested in the gym in maximizing, you know, what they can do by eking the standards to their liking um, instead of the other way around. It's like, no, make it hard in training. Make it so that, like, that's mm -hmm. the challenge. And then when it's game time, all you have to do is show up and do the thing. And, and it turns out, hey, maybe it's a little bit less than what you were expecting, which is mm -hmm. a bonus for you. On so that okay. note, like that is a perfect note. Uh, one of my biggest tips for people preparing for the open, it's a little late at this point, admittedly, <laughs> but still you can probably squeeze in a workout or two, is practice with a heavier wall ball. Like everyone hates wall sure. balls unless yeah. you're six foot five. That's what it seems like. Everyone complains about them. And one of my biggest like life hacks is just like just upgrade your wall ball. Like, so I did an entire year of training at a 30 pound wall ball. Like anytime a workout showed up, it's like, all right, 30 pound wall ball, even if the standard was 20 and guess what? Come the open time, wall balls were no longer the issue for me because the 20 feels like, it's like, man, I can do this one handed. Um, and it's like simple things like that. <laughs> Additionally, like, um, like heavy squats, like, I, like a lot of people get really dependent on gear, meaning like they're, they're, they're like, anytime there's a squat yeah. of anything, I put a belt on. Anytime I go below parallel, I'm wearing weightlifters and knee sleeves and this and that and the other. And I'm a, a big proponent of like, how about we train naked, not literally naked, but train without the gear. You get on really well with Hunter McIntyre. He <laughs> loves training naked. <laughs> sure. sure. And taking it back to the Greek gymnasio, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that came out a little different, but just like train without the gear, without yeah. the enhancers. And then all of a sudden when it's, like you get to magically wear this belt on a heavy lift. You're like, wow, this thing really feels great. So it's like practice exactly what you said, Boz, like practice a little bit harder, like make it at least a few degrees harder so that when it's game time and your adrenaline's pumping and you can eke out those extra reps just due to the motivation, you're going to be amazed at how great you feel when the standards are actually easier than the standards you've been holding yourself to. I mean, my thought yeah, on all the sure. extra gear people wear is, I just throw back to it being functional fitness. Um, and, and I kind of imagine if I'm out somewhere and I need to use my fitness, I probably don't have a bag full of different kit that I can like sort of throw like, oh no, this tree's fallen down in the middle of the road. I need to move it. Just going to go and get my belt and my lifters and my knee sleeves and I'll, I'll be good to go. Like you, you just want to be ready, right? That's uh, interesting. Just put your, put, your heels, put your heels on the curb or something, like instant <laughs> lifters. There you go. <laughs> Oh, I say, as, well, as a, they, as they a bring them back around. Go for it, boss. Oh, well, I, I was going to say, as a. Uh... <laughs> Tom, say what you're going to say. Come on. I'm going to say, talking of functional fitness, Jason. Um, so, as a, I'm a, I'm a, a new father, and I have suddenly noticed how all the kind of functional stuff comes in. The farmers carry with the car seat lifting things in compromised positions, bending over cots to change nappies and stuff. So yeah, I definitely think I'm not getting my, my lifting belt on to kind of support my lower back when I'm it's 3 a.m. in the morning and I've got my head below my hips. 
do you th- do you feel though like you actually so i feel like that my when i'm like patting my son i'm, I'm like like I'm, I'm hunched over and i'm like oh maybe if i straighten my back this will be easier yeah. <laughs> like, i i do it all this time i'm thinking of like what, what's my like pelvic tilt like you know what am i doing maybe if i just kind of squat a little bit more rather than just bend over definitely kind of crossfit and following the methodology for many years now has given me increased like proprioception like how i'm moving not just in the gym but when i'm probably more likely to injure myself which is kind of like do it like trying to carry all the shopping from the car <laughs> well I, I i'm about a five minute walk from crossfit bath and generally rochelle goes and does like the 9 30 class and then i go and do the 10 30 class so my warm-up is usually a, this five minute walk but using my daughter like a sandbag <laughs> and i have to carry her because her <laughs> legs are too tired <laughs> to walk that distance so um it, it's very functional all of this fitness um yeah. if that shows up in the open I'm going to be good to go. I mean, I didn't Solid. see a small child on the equipment list, so it probably won't be there, but unknown and unknowable. You never know what, what they're going to throw at you. We got to keep some uh, secrets close to the chest too, right? Like you can't reveal everything. So you never know. Could come Ooh. at you. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, I, to, to, but to bring it back to Ben's to... point, no wobbles. So <laughs> there's going to yeah. be a worldwide demand for 50 pound toddlers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does that mean is that if your toddler is heavier, do you like starve them a bit so that they are like just I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's not quite right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Boss, let's bring it back to you. Yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, no worries. I was just gonna say, you know, as far as uh, strategies and getting down to how you can maximize your performance, like you know, we touched on number one, understand it. Make sure you take the time to look at it. Um and then number two, I think is have fun exploring how you're going to attack this thing and to, to bring it back to this idea that everybody's doing it together um that to me is another really fun aspect of the open it's like you get in the gym everybody knows what the workout's going to be you can figure out the people that you're kind of you know close to in the gym and you can start asking each other okay how are you gonna approach this i'm gonna just come out the gates flying you know and somebody else no no, no i have a really strategic way i'm gonna break this up and somebody else is totally unplanned or whatever um and that's fun too, is kind of crafting a way that you think is going to best your, your efforts there or maximize your efforts. And um, if you're anything like me, the best laid plans don't always come to fruition. And you go into it with this like really awesome strategy and it goes out the window after the first round. Um, but part of the fun of it is that speculation. Um, and it's one more opportunity that as a coach, you can engage with your members and you can you know start to get them thinking about their fitness and to me that's that's kind of the primary job of the coach is to be working with people enough so that they are empowered to do it on their own you're all, you're almost trying to make yourself obsolete you never will be but you should be trying as hard as possible to make yourself obsolete so it's one more opportunity that you can get out there and say hey how would you approach this here's what i know about you here's how i think it's going to go down here's what i think might be a good idea for you do you agree let's let's walk through this together um yeah, yeah i think that's that's a a fun part of the open that is really really rooted in some practical skills on both sides of the fence uh be it athlete or or coach yeah and i think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of mental awareness and physical awareness that comes from the open uh personal experience of mine is i remember coaching an athlete who there was a workout it opened with a lot of toes to bar and 
her like one rep max or one set max of unbroken toes of bar at the time was like 12. Okay. She opens up this workout with 22 unbroken just because she's feeling it. And I just remember we had a discussion prior to the, the workout. I was like, Hey, like there's like really, really high level athletes that are sticking to fives. Personally, I'm probably just going to do singles. Just because the Tosa bar isn't what we're doing here. The, you know, the double unders and the heavy cleans that were coming. That's really where I'm, I'm trying not to gas out. Let's pace the Tosa bar. She's like, okay, got it. You know, three, two, one, go. 22 unbroken. <laughs> and it's just like, it's incredible uh, to get people to like realize like, wow, like I kind of get flustered when the pressure's on. So like having people like kind of tune into that and realize like, man, I'm not as like mentally like, dialed in on some of these things as I thought I was going to be. And I really need to be more intentional with my plan and see if I actually have the mental fortitude to stick with that plan. Um, it, it It's amazing how much athletes learn about themselves um, in the middle of the open, especially when like the pressure's on, the adrenaline's going. Like the amount of people that I've seen just come out of the gate, just like Boss said, like full send. Um, it's why every single one of our open strategy videos, like, literally every single one of them is like, Hey, you're going to want to come out of this full system, you know, full send. Let's take it back from level 10 to level seven. Start slower than you think every single open video and every single one I get some sort of like, yeah, I started a little bit too fast on that one. Um, so it's just, it's something that everyone has to face. And it's amazing that this open season can be used as a tool to show people like how unaware of their emotions they are in the middle of workouts and get them to kind of calm things down and really focus on executing the plan. So I think that's a really good point, Boz. The interesting bit about the workouts um, that, that I, that I kind of find is, and especially watching your videos, Ben before is, um, and actually I, I've done it myself now. So working out like what, what sort of sets you can do so over january i, I did a, a kind of a challenge um to raise money for uh, a mental health charity in the uk um i did 50 burpees a day and i weigh sort of just under 150 kilos so burpees are not really my friend um but now burpees are absolutely my friend because I think it was maybe last year or the year before, like the the five tricks and tip, tips and tricks, the five movements that are the best ones to learn. And nobody thinks like burpees, but actually like being proficient at burpees is such a forget kind of forget the open, but just being proficient at, at a burpee. Burpees are a skill. Special. They are. I tell and, people that. <laughs> well, and, and when you've done like 1500 of them over 30 days, you know, what is a proficient way of doing a burpee and what isn't because you have to do the proficiently to get your 50 every day. Um, so that I've kind of, and I learned like my first day, it took me six and six and a half minutes. It was six minutes, 20 to do 50 burpees on my 30, 30 31st day. It was four minutes, four minutes, 17. So I took two minutes off of 50 burpees. Like that's a lot of time off of, but, but if you do that with like all of the movements that you know, you can, you, you know, how long does it take me to do 20 wall balls? How long does it take me to do, you know, the, all these things, you know, roughly how long, you know, when they release the movement standards, you should know roughly how long a workout might take you because you know, roughly how long each of these movements say, I mean, 
when you throw in weird ones like wall walks, I mean, before last year, who was practicing wall walks <laughs> a- apart from as a regression for something else, you know, but actually crazy, crazy. Yeah. And I think that does like, this is a great thing and another reason why doing the open is so good is that you take that mentality then into all your workouts through the rest of the year right so it's on the whiteboard and you're not just going there and waiting for the coach to say okay and this is the workout it's an amrap of you know these four movements you got this much time and you're like okay just go and kind of i'll just see what i you know let's see what happens you'll be looking at that going okay all right so I, I know maybe i'll do that bit unbroken i'll break this in half and i'll do that and that's probably consistent to then go multiple rounds at that and maybe if i get through this many rounds i might adjust slightly like you start just looking at workouts in a different way uh whereas probably if you've never been forced to come up with a strategy for a workout mm-hmm. you just sort of let's see where the wind takes us and, and hold on and that's um yeah, at least that's been my experience anyway. We've had some interesting questions come through. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> do, do questions have to be open related or can we talk motorcycles? I'm guessing that's to you, Boz. So I don't know if you have you met you've you must Let's have met it. Ed maybe at some point in your so Ed's Ed's judged before um at certainly a regionals. Um and he was at Waterpalooza this year, but I'm not sure he's judged the games yet. Um, well, I think I think I have met Ed. I think I feel like yeah. I feel like you probably have never met. Apparently, you've never met. But oh, we have not. A, Okay, well, there you it's go. It's a handsome chap. Um, yeah. But his question well, is: him, <laughs> his question is, uh, it feels like there's a greater push to get more in-person judging focus in the open. Is there a reason why this was? Uh, and any tips for people fresh to judging? Um, yes, uh, I'll start with the tips. The tips pretty easy. Same thing as everybody else. Understand the standards first. I think once you get in a position where you're going to be judging, especially in an environment like the open, where things are, they're not as time bound as a competition where there's heats and there's, you know, a lot of pressure and maybe it's a qualifier for other bigger things or there's prize money or whatever. Um, a lot of that's not present in the open when you're just judging your friend doing the workout. So all that to say, you have some time ahead of time to get with that athlete and just go through a couple reps together. There's no reason that you can't co-create in that process. You have the judge looking at the movement, you have the athlete doing it, you have a conversation. Did that look like it met the standard? Either yes or no. Okay, well, what needed to change if it didn't? Have that conversation ahead of time and iron it out so that it's not in the middle of the workout when your heart rate is 180 and the music is, you know, at an ear splitting volume that now we're trying to communicate about what needs to happen. No, no, no. Get, get that out of the way first. There's no, there's no pressure before the workout starts. Um, you know, it's just your friend that's helping you out and it should remain that way. They're just, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to add before you even move on to the second question, because obviously you are the man for this, but I have to reiterate what you just said. That is like one of my bigger tips for people when they're going into the gym to do the open workout. It's like, talk to your judge and ask them, how are they going to count? Are you going to do descending reps? Are you going to count up? Are you going to use words to communicate? The amount of people that I know that like get into a middle, the middle of the workout and they're like, yeah, my judge wasn't even telling me when I was getting no reps. I'm like, that's on you (laughs) to communicate with the judge. And like, for me, I'm always like, Hey, can you count? like, especially on like the slower repetitions, like count everyone out loud. 
And maybe for double unders, give me like a little hand thing every 10 and call it out. And then just do me a favor and like maybe let me know like when I'm doing something wrong or if I'm getting, let's say on a squatting pattern movement, if you saw one rep that got close and I'm about to get no rep, like let me know. Don't just go silent, <laughs> right? So you got to <laughs> have that conversation with your judge because all judges are going to judge a little bit differently. Mm. Some people count down. Some people count up. Some people don't say a word. Some people scream every single rep into your ear. Like so you, <laughs> it's it's good to set that expectation. And then like Boz said, is demonstrate a, a movement or two, especially with ones where you're like, I think I meet the standard, right? Like, am I fully standing up at the top of that box, right? Make sure you ask them, yep. hey, does this look good? And if they're like, no, then you know you have something to work on. And it's better to work on it before the workout starts rather than after you're in the heat of the battle. So that was bravo. Great point, boss. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, as far as the second question, hold on one second here. Uh, as far as this. Okay, we've lost Buzz for a second. <laughs> Buzz is... oh, I think, CrossFit I think HQ we... just removed Buzz from there. <laughs> well, I, have, I, have some, I have some thoughts on the, uh, uh, and he can confirm about this, is the reason there's more maybe in-person focus is one, it's a little bit more difficult to do, like it's hard to get people to do analysis of everyone's score. Like there's so many people that submit videos to get judged. A lot of them never get looked at. And then secondarily, obviously, they want people to register for the judges course. Obviously, <laughs> you know, there's I'm not saying it's a money grab, but um, I, but you're I not just, not saying that it's a money uh, but grab. I'm not not. Saying it. <laughs> um, but it's also um, it's promoting more people to to be able to do the open from anywhere in the world. And like so there's a lot more garage gym athletes that I feel like are going to have access to doing the open and participating rather than having to video every single workout and figure out the logistics of that they get someone to take the judges course and then they can have someone judge them from a garage gym so i think it's just like widening the pool of available uh people to do the open and now boz is back so now he can actually answer the question <laughs> sorry about that i got fat fingers and i'm working on my phone i totally hung up and i didn't mean to so anyway um i i <laughs> But, but I, uh, fat fingers are really good when you're holding up like two more reps, one more rep. People can see the fat finger from a distance, right. so it's from, uh, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Good go. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as uh, trying to get more people judging in the open, yes, um, I think yes. The the short answer is, of course, we want more people engaging in that process. Um, and really, the at the bedrock of that is we want people to be able to do the open regardless of their circumstance. So if you're at a place where there's lots of affiliates and you're already a member of an affiliate, awesome. That's going to be, in my opinion, the most fun way to do it. So jump in there and, and have a blast with it. But maybe you're in a part of the world where the affiliate density isn't there yet and it's hard for you to get to an affiliate, but you have a group of friends that want to get together and do this thing. Okay, well, you can help each other out by doing the judges course, having a few people within your cadre do that and now you have an, an opportunity to play that isn't dependent on you being close to an affiliate if you don't happen to be in a position that you can get to one so that's that was a big part of the thinking and part of that um spawned from this idea of the video submission you know that's always been an option for people to video submit and they could do that regardless of where they happen to find themselves but what we find is that a lot of people 
don't take that opportunity and they find it intimidating, especially if there's somebody who's not going to be like a real competitor or they're not going to be somebody who um, is really experienced. They'd like to get involved, but the thought of videoing their performance and putting it up for the world to see is kind of a bridge too far. Whereas if I can, like I said, I have a group of people, we get together in my garage, we're all going to do the open together. Awesome. We can designate a few people within that to be the judges. We can all work out, do the thing that we know we're supposed to do, and we have an opportunity to get on the leaderboard. So that, that was the thinking around the, uh, the judges being a little bit more focal point this season. Yeah. And I guess as well, the knock-on effect is the more people that do that and, and are familiar with the standard with regards to judging, it actually makes judging Absolutely. easier for other people because they are more familiar with the standard when they are then participating yep. in the Open. Uh, and I know that's been um, been kind of the message that was sent around in CrossFit Bath was that very idea of, look, even if you're not going to be judging, maybe do it anyway just to be sure. familiar with the standard so that you know, you're, you're not going to, I think sometimes uh, I, I know there was an event and there was a lot of people getting no repped on like the front squat. And it wasn't that they weren't going deep enough. It was more when they were standing up, it was like kind of getting back up, mm -hmm. not fully yep. and then going straight back down. And it's sort of somebody's, you know, surface level thinking is oh front squat. I've got to make sure they go below parallel. Like that's the focus. And you're like, well, that's yeah. One side <laughs> of the focus, but then when they're standing up, there's the other side. Boz has disappeared again. Um, I was going to say to him, I know you need to leave in about five minutes. <laughs> so if he comes back on, we'll just say goodbye to him. Um, yeah. But he may have gone for good this time. I've, I've got a question for Ben. So we've been talking about kind of prepping kind of coaches, uh, not coaches, prepping judges, which is just as important as kind of making sure the athletes kind of get their chance to, to, to prep. Um, uh, you know, sorry, Tom, Tom, can you hold the question? Yeah, I'll hold the question. Uh, Pause, we know you've only got a couple of minutes left, so we'll we'll uh, get goodbyes in and any last questions people have got to. Yeah, well, we just wanted to thank you for coming yeah, on, first of all. We imagine, we imagine, oh, yeah. you know, open season is very busy for you, but uh, we really appreciate you coming and, and sharing your time with us. We've got one We've got one more question for Boz before we go, because Ed's a real okay. good, um, Ed's, a, Ed's a judge um and a very good one i i, I think um but he and a friend of the show also he's put what's boz's next planned long bike trip oh i don't have anything on the books uh sadly for the foreseeable future although i moved um across the country last year it'll be a, a year coming up in about a week and there's a very famous uh route close to my house now called the natchez trace it's a 450 mile road that uh, started as a, a trade route um from the native populations and then it became a road and now it's a, a causeway and you know really famous so i want to get out and ride that at some point um but i don't have anything super firm planned yet maybe in the spring so are you in are you in tennessee now is that yeah i moved to nashville mm -hmm. gotcha cool nice great city yeah i love it it's been great is that because you want to be a country star or it just that's my yeah i want a moonlight absolutely i got a bolo tie and i really did get a bolo tie but yes. uh, I, <laughs> that's all i wanted for christmas i told my wife that i want a bolo tie and she got me one so <laughs> nice oh, fantastic nice. yeah all right well thank you so much anyway, and uh, i've got to run guys no take worries. care boss thanks we'll see you on the leaderboard yeah. yeah thank you guys yeah it's been a blast and um i love it that you guys are so pro the open um and it makes me really happy that you guys are uh you know trying to get as many people involved as possible so thank you 
that, you know, just want you guys to know there's a, a team of people that make this happen and they work so hard at this point of the year to try to make it such a cool experience for everybody. Um, and they've just been grinding for weeks to push this thing over the finish line. And, and they thank you too. So on behalf of them, uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing to, uh, to try to get people involved. So we'll see you guys on the leaderboard. Right. Cheers. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. 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 Uh, Tom, you had a question I'm, for Ben. <laughs> I go back in. There we go. And I'm I ready. Said, I kind of went out too hot. There we go. That was the problem. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask there, like, so, you know, we've been talking about making sure, you know, your judges are kind of like suitably briefed and you, you've had that brief with the person that you're, you're kind of um, judging. But let, if we look at kind of prepping, one of the things I find, and I'm thinking Friday night lights, you've got lots of heats, right? And like, hopefully your coach, if it's been done in a class environment, is is giving you that kind of like, general warm-up which maybe you can all do together but then you're going to have that movement specific warm-up one of the things i found and there's two levels to this question right is that you might not be in the first heat which means and if it's a 20 minute say you know you've got a 20 minute time cap you might be kind of hanging around for quite a while probably with reduced space potentially with reduced equipment how are you like do you have any kind of like thoughts on uh, and i guess as an affiliate owner right you're going to be experiencing this firsthand it's like trying to make sure those in the second heat because you might be trying to get people quick turnaround as well, or kind of like staying warm, but at the same time, not overcooking themselves in the warm up, being like, oh, I just did a 40 minute warm up for a 10 minute workout. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the short answer to that is it's a big, it depends on the equipment and, and stuff like that. But for me personally, I would just, like I don't like if I know I'm going in a later heat, like multiple hours after or like potentially over an hour after like the initial brief, I'm not going to try to stay warm that entire time. I'm going to sit my butt down and watch people do it and see if I can like, especially people like maybe that I would resonate with like, oh, wow, that really tripped them up a lot more than, you know, we expected. You kind of like look at other people and see where they're hurting, hurting, meaning like, you know, where are they struggling? Where are they really getting fatigued in the workout? And then, you know, take note of that and apply it to your strategy. Ask some people when they're coming off the floor, like, hey, you know, what, what surprised you? They might be like, oh, my God, my grip was smoked. And you're going to be like, what grip? You know, like there's going to be a lot of stuff you can learn from the people on the floor. And then honestly, about I don't warm up that much. I'm maybe a, I would say five minutes, but let's use a realistic answer here. Like maybe like 10 to 15 minutes before go time. I would like hop on an air bike or maybe hop on a rower and just like really, really slow pace. Just your whole goal going into the workout, have a little bit of a bead of sweat on your head. That's it. Just mm -hmm. make sure you've practiced the, some reps to the standard. Um, as long as they're not like one RMs, like if, if there's muscle ups in the workout, I might not burn out too much practicing muscle ups. Um, I'd maybe warm up my pull-ups, warm up some ring dips, or I know there aren't rings this year, but warm up some, some pulling movements. Um, but just like my basketball coach from way back when used to just say like, when we start the game, you should be sweating a little bit, mm. right? You don't want to, you don't want to start a game, not sweating. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to start an open workout completely cold unless it was like a very long workout. Like if they pop up like a 25 minute AMRAP or something like that, then really you don't need to be like hot going into it. But especially if it's a shorter workout, seven minute AMRAP, 10 minute AMRAP, or, you know, just like a tighter, shorter workout. Like you want to go in already being a little mm. hot. Like I want some pit sweat. I want a little bit of a bead of sweat on your head. That just means that your body's warm and, and isn't going to be shocked when you, 
you know, put the pedal to the metal. So it's a simple answer, but, um, I know like inside of our, our, we are doing like, a um, a coaching group for the open. Uh, it's only $3. So it's pretty, pretty, you know, cheap. I don't know how much that is in, in, in quid or euros or whatever the heck you guys use over there, but it's cheap. Okay. Um, and in that we're, we actually like write like custom warmups. Like when the workout is released, my coach designs a custom warmup for that. And I would just like maybe take pieces of that depending on what equipment's available, but just, mm. you know, just go in yeah. sweaty. That's, that's my, you know, super high level advice. That's, that's a good criteria. Cause like you said at the beginning, it depends on the environment, the equipment, but actually like say, and, and Bob said it earlier, we're trying to get to a situation where like athletes, like, can kind of operate independently autonomously and actually if yeah. you've got that as a criteria like okay i should have a bit of a pit sweat a bit of a bead of sweat just feel warm just feel hot ready to go depending yeah. unless it's like a 25 minute amrap but um yeah, you know tie that's, your uh, shoes and go pee boom you know th- add <laughs> yeah. those to the checklist and then you're going to be ready to hit the workout yeah yeah chalk yeah. everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that that actually I, f- I i started a workout yesterday and forgot to tie my left shoe so <laughs> i was on the bike like why is my shoe coming? Oh my god! I didn't even tie my shoes. The amount of people who can who fail double unders because their shoes come untied it happens mm. every year. And on okay, anyone listening to this podcast that single knots their shoes, <laughs> you need to reconsider all of the choices you've made in your life, and realize that you need to join the double knot club. It helps in all aspects of life, life I promise. Please, yeah. double knot your shoes. Or if you're a fan of the throning nano, add Velcro too, right? That's, that's yeah, just, that's sure, belt, why not? Belt sure. and braces. Yeah. If you've got a little padlock you can stick on as well, then you'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect when we asked, like, advice for the Open. Learning to tie your shoes is one of the most interesting. Oh, it drives me crazy every year. It's always the double under workout because there's something like, you know, we don't jump that much. So all of a sudden when you do this repeated jump, you know, the shoes just come untied. And the amount of people that I've seen, like, in our coaching groups and one-on-one athletes, I mean, at gyms I've gone to that are just like, oh, you know, and then in the middle of the set, they, like, reach down scrambling to tie their shoes and then i'll watch them do another like single knot and like go back to double under <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to pretend that like the shoes coming inside is a is a welcome rest during a workout but the issue with tying <laughs> yeah, they, the shoes is you're bent over double and it they're trying to you. do it that's yeah they either are they either believe the earth is flat and or they they're perfectly designing their workout they're so smart they're like i'm gonna single knot my shoe so that it comes apart so that I get extra rest. Like that's there's no that's way though, but there's no way that someone you, I can't even tie my shoes and I spike my heart rate. It's like my fingers, <laughs> yeah. my fingers don't do the thing that I want them to do. Like I was just yeah. jumping up and down, and now yeah. I've got to tie these this fine motor skill. Like ah, yeah. yeah. Maybe the answer is to buy slip-ons. I think that's yeah. the answer. Is maybe yeah. some Crocs or yeah. something like that. Uh, well, that, see, that's interesting because uh, unfortunately we've lost Oz because. Um, <laughs> I noticed in the in the rule book they actually specify. Why am I getting feedback? Cool. Uh, they they, spe- they specify shoes that have to be worn. Oh really? I didn't know that. I'm not hearing any feedback on my end. So you said not. Oh. Okay. That's fine then. It's not there now. Okay. I can still hear it. But anyway, if you can't hear it, that's fine. Yeah, it specified shoes. It so you can't go barefoot. You can't wear socks. You can't wear uh, open-toed shoes. Okay. Um. Uh, or slippers 
was the other thing that they mentioned. Ooh. So I don't know where Crocs fits in Ooh. to this because that's quite I, a number. I of did want to ask Boz about the new grip rules. There are some newer grip, like like gymnastic grip rules. So they changed the verbiage a bit, um, and the new rule, kind of the way it's written, technically would would make every single games athlete uh, of years past like null and void because it's the way that everyone does it. Like basically like using your, your gymnastic grips for grip, not hand protection. That's kind of what everyone uses them for. Yeah. Is to, you wrap yeah. you wrap it like a, like you would with a wrist wrap, like you wrap it over and it flicks under. All yeah. The way and it's, and it's not like a full writ, you know, like mm. I think maybe what they're banning here is like full wraps rather than just folds over. But yeah, I mean, most grips are kind of yeah. helping people with their grip and it's like a huge benefit so it'll be interesting to see if this year, like if that comes into play, because I don't they kind of just slid it in there. And if yeah. there's a pull-up workout or bar muscle up workout, like every single games athlete does the 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 grip over technique and kind of the way that it's written, it would be illegal. So I actually really wanted to ask him about that, but oh well. Yeah. Cause it's it's it literally just says like if it assists, and you're like, well, yeah. Which yeah, is every grip. Or even was it like anything that Eva mentioned like you can only use chalk, you can't use any other, I think it's like sticky substance. Is well, yeah, what it's like <laughs> some people wax the bars because they don't want chalk everywhere. And I think that's still allowed, but you can't combine it with chalk or, or grips yeah. or something like that. I don't know. It's it, yeah. there are there's kind of a lot of there's a lot of little nuances in that rule that um I really want them to do a picture demonstration mm. because it there is based on the way it's written like yeah all the, like every tip i've ever given about grips the way every single crossfit games athlete wears grips would technically be illegal now so mm. we'll see so it has the potential to kind of uh like rule out fingerless grips right because that right. would be one For way sure. it's like if you have finger holes it ensures that like you're not getting a full wrap round but yeah, yeah you so. still could do it though because like yeah. the there's grips were like they're extra long and you basically fold it so you're oh, yeah, still yeah, in yeah. the holes and then so yeah yeah which I, is actually how they if you buy those grips generally that's what they say right they're like no you don't put them here you should you know pull it down there there should be a fold it should dowel over the bar sure like, which is a, like you're not allowed to use dowels but if the fold of the fabric creates a dowel like effect mm -hmm. right there's so much there yeah. so yeah. anyway how they judge whether it improves grip is obviously difficult, even in person at the games level, right? Because unless I don't know, you're going to do some scientific experiment where, like, you load someone, load someone when they're fresh with weight and see when they let go, and then try it again without. Well, I mean, and every single games athlete, like, there, I specifically remember there's the one workout from the games last year where everyone was doing chest bar pull ups. It was like high volume chest bar, mm. row high volume chest bar, yada yada yada. Every single person on the bar you could see all of their grips super long over the top of the bar and they were just ripping out these reps and every one of them unless they were lying to you would be like oh yeah it helps me grip the bar mm. right it's it's, yeah. it's not a hand protection the thing rule, at this the point rule surely should just be the rule should just be that your grips can't touch your palm because that 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 is essentially because you flip them over and it flips under under your palm doesn't it so that's how you grip mm. Yeah, but I mean, not to, oh. touching your palm because that would—I don't know. I feel like that would be even harder to judge because, like, yeah, how do you know? Yeah, whether yeah. You're touching the palm. I don't know. Whether it's, they're touching the palm. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one, man. So shoot. Oh. 
I meant to ask him that, yeah. but oh well. I wonder what it says on the judges course. Anyone done that? <laughs> I don't think that was judged no. on the judges course. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, this is the the interesting thing of the Open, isn't mm. it? Is that this is like the yeah. fact that you've got this competition that is global and a community event, and you've got elite level athletes and weekend warriors and people that are brand new to this is the first kind of competition they've ever done and you're all mm. in the same pot like it is difficult these kind of things because yeah. you're, you're sort of how do we you know spell it out for some make it clear for others you know right. like here's my unofficial advice unofficial if you are someone who's going to potentially make it to the like semi-finals you should definitely pay attention to that rule. Anyone else? I don't think it matters. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like even I'll, myself, like I'll probably use it. Yeah. It'll protect my hands. Like unless they come out and say, you can't do this. I'll be like, all right, whatever. Like I'm going to yeah. wear my grips the way I normally wear them. Uh, and yeah, I'll make the quarterfinals probably pretty easily. And then I won't even be remotely anywhere close to making the next level. And, and it doesn't matter. Mm. So I've got one more question kind of talking about things like grips and like, you know, we're worrying here, like say, if you're making it to semifinals, maybe you got to pay real close attention to that rule. Make sure you're not going to come unstuck. Sure. Earlier, we were talking about kind of whether it be like using a heavy wall ball throughout the year to make then the open that like train hard, compete easy, you know, mm -hmm. save your lift, weightlifting belt for best, right? Don't yeah. use it all the time. Um, for the majority of us, you know, on the call, but equally those listening, like it's about fun and it's about, um, you know, first and foremost, obviously move to standard, hold yourself to account. But are there like any other things we've talked about what you should do, but are there any other things that you'd be like telling people like, don't sweat that because it really doesn't matter? Hmm. Um, let's see. Don't sweat it because it doesn't matter. Tom is clearly looking for some personal advice. This is at the moment. It's just... I think Ben I think told me no. Ben told me it doesn't matter, so I won't bother. <laughs> I think a lot of people get like really, you know, stuck up on um, on maybe like, for instance, let's say there's the workout. There's an RX and there's a scaled. People will. It's a twenty minute AMRAP, and they start the RX workout knowing very well that they're going to hit a limiter. Maybe they can't do pull-ups and yet, and you should try. Okay. Open magic is real. We've covered that. But let's say you get to uh, a piece of the workout where you're like, I can no longer continue to do this workout at the RX level. I've seen people literally sit there taking up a heat for 18 minutes. Just like, well, yep. I'm just going to be here because I can't do it RX, but I'm in the RX division. You know, I got my eight reps and now I'm in the RX division. I'm just going to sit here. I highly recommend against that. Like, like do your RX. Like, let's say you have a limiter in the workout. We'll, we'll just use pull-ups as an example. Mm. Get your RX reps and then scale the workout so that you actually get a workout the rest of the, the heat so that people aren't just sitting there looking at you and you're just like, yeah, well, you know, here yeah. I am. Right. Like, it's one thing if you're like actively attempting reps, but if you're no, if you're not even close to getting your chin above the bar, scale the workout, and then continue by doing the, the scale division for the rest of the workout, or just scale that one movement, and we won't count any of the other reps. Like, like people, I think sometimes people get too caught up in like the black and whiteness. Like, yeah. allow yourself to modify the workout, and then like make sure you only put the reps that count into the scoreboard. And if you have to throw in scaled reps in the middle of your workout, your workout ends, you know, right when you had to make that transition. But 
like allow yourself to get a good workout and have fun with it. Don't yeah. be so like black and white. Like, well, I'm, I'm RX and I can only yeah. do eight reps in this workout. So I'm just going to stand here for the remainder of the time. I think that's silly. Get a workout. Yeah. Oh, I, I literally told someone that today. I was like, do this, like do as many reps as you can RX and then just scale the workout and do the rest, but have fun. But just remember yeah. that that score will be higher just for that. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a silly thing, but that's how it works. But then I think going back to like, when we talked about doing the open in the first place and that it should be fun. It's not fun to, especially if other people are around and they're watching you like, right. Oh, I didn't enjoy the open. Why not? Oh, because I did eight reps. And then I stood there for the other 18 minutes of this AMRAP and I just couldn't do anything. And it was just, you know, everyone was watching me I'm like, well, do the, those reps then have a, you know, enjoy the scaled workout and yeah, amen. have fun doing that. Yeah. Amen. You had a follow up bit, Tom. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it's like, say, for all of us, like, you know, we're on a fitness journey and the Open is just a milestone in that. And uh, it's important that we still, as as Pat Sherwood would say, fitness is still achieved, right? So, yeah, if you really want to post that RX score, 100% agree. And it's something I could actually see myself doing this year. Um, I'm, I actually, to be honest, I got back in the in the garage gym and, and went with the scaled weight of the dumbbell and was like, maybe I'll start scaled and then see where we go from there. There's just no because, shame in that at all, yeah, man. 100%. Nothing. No, I'm I'm definitely more at peace with that now. Yeah, that's what I did last year. I can't remember what what it was that I it was. I think what was twenty one point two was that a dumbbell yeah, that, and a box? Yeah, that was a dumbbell snatch and burpee box jumps. Mm. But that Jump was the one overs, where you could snatch you with some with an object if you were doing it at, at, at home or or something. So. Uh, yeah, that was also the one that Tom uh, took a took a spill on the box. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> TKO. <laughs> like you snatched your oh, toddler yeah. as well. Were you just like, oh well, I got this twenty pound baby. I'll just. Oh, that this was in his carefree pre-baby days. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was oblivious to the wonders of parenthood at that point. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, that was it. But I definitely came down, body slammed a box. Thankfully, mm. it was a padded box. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> Maybe we'll post that again on the Playstat chat page. That'd be pretty decent. Um, what's the twenty? I was trying to think of the workout that I did. The, uh, first the one break. that you so the first so it was wall walks and double unders was uh, the yeah, first workout. Did that. That Dumbbell fun. snatch and the the one you will have scheduled probably the last barbell. one that was uh, I think it was front squats, pull ups, thrusters, front squats, uh, muscle ups. No, sorry, front squats. Um, Toes to bar, thrusters. So I think front toes squats, to bar was first. Ups, yeah, thrusters, yeah. and then it was the muscle ups. The last. It was toes one. to yeah. bar first, then chest to bar, then bar muscle ups. Thirty yeah. each, and there was like yeah. a rest built in. And then there yeah. was a, Ooh, a yeah. and then there was a, a a barbell complex at the end. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that, that workout. That was yeah. Awesome. So so I did I did the first because I my gymnastics is limited. Um, in de under development that's yeah well that's it that's it i again watched a, a lovely wad prep video which talks about power to weight ratios and you know i'm pretty powerful but i'm also pretty heavy so sure. one of those has got to go up or the other one's got to come down yep. you know yeah which is you know we're working on it we're working yeah on it. absolutely um, so could you do the toes to bar of that workout and then just like when you got to the pull-ups was is it was it a no-go or 
No, it was I did the front squats and then perfect toes chicken post of ours and then went to knee tucks and yes, that's the way to do it. So uh, you got your 30 reps or fifteen yeah, yeah. reps, I think is what it yeah, was. Yeah, I, I finished I finished I finished the workout. It, yeah, you know. Um I think I might have even gone to the equipment free version. I can't remember because yeah. I didn't have a pull-up bar either. Nice. <laughs> so I, I just had like a hanging um a balcony essentially. Um, so I could, I yeah, that's awesome. I was, I yeah. Four stories up. I don't yeah. think I could do a Tosa bar on a hanging balcony dangling over, you know. Um, yeah. So it was like the V-ups or something, wasn't it? Or whatever the equipment yeah. free version was. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. But it was, a, it was a, a fun experience last year doing, you know, three different open workouts in random fields and <laughs> garages and parking lots around the UK uh, for us as everything was closed. And this year, we're all back in the box, so we're looking forward to actually getting God. to tackle a, a real open workout. Um, thank you, everyone, for for coming along. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know Tom, uh, as you know, I mean, if we didn't mention it, you know, he's still got a very young child at home. So unlike Sam and myself, that we can relegate them to the <laughs> off to bed at night. Tom, you know, your 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 dear daughter hasn't yet understood. <laughs> Night times for sleeping, uh, right? <laughs> we've, we've we've all got colds as well right now, including myself. But like a five a five week old with a cold, it's heartbreaking because I'm not I'm not com- I'm not confident parent yet. So I'm like, oh my god, can they breathe? So uh, you know, oh. yeah, it's uh, you know four hours sleep and colds throughout the household makes. Have you gone for the? Have you gone time. for that? Is it an apparator where you blast put it in your nose? Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. and you suck you oh, suck yeah. the suck the um snot out of the nose i remember i like remember those (laughs) i feel like using one of those on myself right now (laughs) but yeah yeah, um, i did i did did train two days in a row though for the first time um like since my daughter was born and then kind of got a cold to this probably burnt myself out and just killed my immune system and then whack it was like so like say ben i think you said it's perhaps too late for any strength or fitness gains now um, you know, I know, uh, Hat it's Hewitt all about here. strategy at this point, Tom. Yeah. Well, Hat Hewitt here was saying that it's never too late for mobility though. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Perhaps just, what I need to be doing. just movement, man. Like, yeah. I mean, you can do air squats, you mm. squat a broomstick or something like that. Like just go through the ranges of motion. That's way better than just sitting there. Yeah. Right. That's, like, that's priority plan. for you, especially being sick, like prioritize sleep and hydration Yeah. and decent nutrition. And then like, just get moving a little bit each day. And that's going to help keep those rusty door hinges, as I say, you know, like, you know, if you haven't moved your shoulder in two weeks, yeah. Like if the workout starts with overhead squats, it's going to suck. But if you've been, you know, mobilizing and and doing some movement, then you'll be in a much better spot. I'm sure that'll speak to many people who are perhaps like, I'm nowhere near open ready, but there's always something you can be doing. There's always something you can do. And, and, and sometimes doing something is prioritizing rest. Mm. So well, that's my open strategy this year. I'm actually going on holiday. Um, I'll be leaving on Friday. I'll be coming back Thursday, ready for the open workout Friday Perfect. morning. So um, I'm hoping to be fresh, well-rested, and ready to to tackle the open workouts. And I'm hoping that because they've brought forward the time of the announcement, uh, by the time I'm ready to tackle it Friday morning here in the UK, I will have found a wad prep video already uploaded onto YouTube with the strategies that I can yes. tackle that workout. So yeah. um, if you're not already following Ben on Instagram or subscribe to the wad prep YouTube channel, highly recommend you do that um, all year round. Like wh- 
I, I know when we posted this up, I was getting messages from people from the box being like, oh, yeah, that Ben guy's really cool. I, I watched his one on Muscle Ups or I watched it on, on this because uh, you are very much a go-to source when people are trying to master a, a movement. So uh, if, if people aren't already checking those videos out, highly recommend that they do. It's been an absolute pleasure to... to oh, and yeah, we're getting some claps from uh, mm -hmm. from Claire. She agrees. Wonderful. Thank um, you, Claire. If... Um, Oh, Claire, you've distracted me, and I cannot remember what I was going to say at this point. We'll be doing socials. <laughs> Unbelievable. You can, uh, of course, also listen to Ben on the Scale and Bell podcast as well um, that he does with um, John uh, of uh, Make Wads Great Again, if you're not sure who John is. Uh, oh, Very of course, small as always, Instagram page. No one's yeah, ever heard of him. Yeah. People, uh, I just yeah. let him come on the podcast for you know charitable reasons, but <laughs> it's kind of you. And you guys had a, a live one at Waterpalooza, right? Yeah, it was terrible. We couldn't hear each other, but we had fun. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't hear each other, though. <laughs> Maybe it's better for that. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, you can you know follow Tom at Chalking Fitness, Sam at La Roche Original. We, you know, because we had so much fun talking with Ben and, and Boz, we didn't get in any news. But I know, you know, congratulations, Roman Krenikov. We're happy to hear that you've got a, a visa and that you're actually potentially be at the games this year. That's incredible. And um, Sam was looking forward to the Open uh, announcement the first one where we've got um who, who we got velna and oh, oh, oh that's the wrong one who do you want i oh, know i was i'm trying to bring up the news as you say like you're just jumping yeah that's right things, well, like, i'm wrapping up quickly because tom's go, got to okay. go uh oh who have we got yeah uh, uh olsen velna and olsen brandon and bradshaw that'll be yes i'm much brandon more interested in the female division in yeah. this particular workout. I can't, I don't know why though. The thing is though, they, they work out together all the time. So yeah. that's going to be. But we never, we never get to see them out on like a live competition floor, right? Yeah. For that's various awesome. reasons. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be fantastic to see the, uh, you know, the, the underdogs athletics crew getting out on, on an open announcement. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you once again, uh, Ben. Thank you, Sam, Tom. Uh, I guess that just leaves us to say goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye now.